You are listening to Beyond the Score, insights and tips to help you move forward in your music career, by Millicent Stevenson. Hi, how are you doing? I hope you're well. Thank you so much for joining me for my 27th episode of Success Beyond the Score. Over the last five episodes, I've been giving you tips and insights on how to monetize your music online. And uh, during lockdown, many artists have turned to live streaming. They're doing it to lift the spirits of their fans, um, to earn an income, and also just to keep themselves sharp on stage. You can get a bit rusty if you're just sitting down in that room alone. (laughs) Well, maybe you're thinking of live streaming through maybe Facebook or Instagram or YouTube, or maybe it's a different platform where you are. Um... Just go with the one you want. But what I am going to do today is just to go through the types of equipment you can invest in or you may already have that you can use to make sure you put your best foot forward when you're live streaming. Remember, it's another way of marketing yourself. It's another way of showing people what you can do. And of course, it's another way of growing a fan base. There are pros and cons, must do's and avoids when live streaming. Don't forget, it's unedited, it's live, it's the authentic you. So you really want to make sure you've planned it beforehand and you are comfortable and you look great. But all of those sort of things I'll be covering in another episode or maybe I'll put on a course just for you. Let me know if you're interested by emailing me at info at millicentstevenson.com. Okay, so stage one. This is the minimum requirement you need to get live streaming. So all you need is a good phone with good video quality, natural lighting and the internet. Um, You can use a selfie stick or you can hold the camera at arm's length. That's absolutely fine. Now, if you've got a good phone with a good mic quality, that's all you need. It will just pick up your speaking voice. It will pick up your singing voice. It will pick up your instrument. Um, With natural lighting, make sure you are facing the window. If you have your back to the window, all they're going to see is a shadow. You're going to be shrouded in darkness and all the lights around you. A great halo effect if that's what you want, but obviously your fans want to see you. So make sure you're facing the window. Now, in terms of video quality on your phone, make sure your phone can video record at 1080p or full HD that's really good quality and people are really happy with that however if you haven't got 1080 720p is absolutely fine Um, anything below that's going to get very grainy now do remember it's down to what the other person has at their end so if they have a 1080 camera or they've got a fairly okay pc or laptop or um, ipad or whatever they're using it's going to come out fine but if it's low quality it's going to come out low quality and that's probably a reason why you don't have to shooting anything higher than 1080 because the person at the other end may not have anything higher than that they may not have 4k or whatever it is that's been rolled out where you are That's it. That's the basics you need. You probably already have it, so you're good to go. And of course, you need to have the software for the platform you're recording on. Now, stage two is where you have a little bit more money in your pocket and you can afford a tripod because by now your arm's going to be aching, holding out that selfie stick, 
or just using your hand. Oh, by the way, in stage one, if you can't afford the selfie stick or you don't like them and you want to go hands-free, why not prop your phone on books or on a shelf? Or maybe you have a music stand. Um, something like that. Remember to make sure that the microphone isn't blocked by the book or the stand. Okay, so back to stage two. If you've got a little bit more money, then you can afford a tripod. Um, tripods comes in various shapes and sizes. Some of them have got these bendy legs and you can sort of wrap them around a chair or music stand or a shelf or something. Some have got these fixed, uh, fixed legs and obviously you can make them higher or lower. Don't forget you're gonna need a mount. Now, a mount is a little a sort of, how can I describe it? It's a little device with sort of three sides to it, really, which act like a clamp. Probably it's a great way to describe it. Act like a clamp for your phone or for your device. And it's just a great way to sort of cradle and secure your phone on the tripod. And you sort of just screw it in on the top of the tripod. Okay, so at stage two, lighting is going to be more important. I live in the UK, so in the winter, things get dark very quickly and using the lamps in my home, um, I've put spotlights in from different lamps. It's just like a, a yellowy orange glow, so it doesn't look as good. So investing in some form of lighting might be great at this stage for you. So you might wanna get a ring light, which is just lights around a ring, which makeup artists use. You might wanna get a soft box, which is basically a lamp with a little bit of filter on, or you might be able to afford spotlights. Obviously you want white light. But if you've got different color filters or um, maybe your your lighting has different temperatures and hues that you can, you know, turn knobs and buttons to get that working to see what's best for your face and your tone. Great. Um, you know, just something that diffuses the light around and make it more gentle on you. Great. Now, obviously, if you're going down the lighting route, you're going to have to think about some training. So you might just need to get onto the internet and read up about lighting and where to position it and where to angle it and so on. And of course, if you can afford it, you can go on a lighting course. Or what you can do is speak to friends already, photographers and videographers. They've got some great tips on what to do with your light. Okay, so stage three. Now, this is where you're getting a little bit more technical and you're really thinking about the output. How am I sounding in my live stream? So now you're thinking of getting an external mic. Um, you wanna get an instrument mic for your instrument or you might wanna get a studio quality microphone. You may want to be working with a band member. So now you're thinking about your, a mixing desk and you're thinking about an audio interface. So your mixing desk is basically where you've got all the levers to just balance sound and add your effects on. And then you have got your audio interface, which is that little box that sits and connects to your computer. You can plug in a microphone, you can plug in a mixing desk and it just takes that feed and then you just kind of balance it. Um, as a singer, maybe you don't need a mixing desk. Perhaps you've just got a vocal processor, which you can just add a little bit of reverb and so on to your voice just to give it a nice bit of color. You can then take a feed from that into your audio interface and have your backing track going into your audio interface. You're good to go. And that's where you definitely need headphones because you need to be balancing the sound in your headphones and hoping that it's okay at the other end. Uh, what I tend to do is check with my audience and say, hey, can you hear me? Does it sound all right? And you're hoping that they've got a bit of a musical ear so they can say yes. Some of them might just be happy that they can, they can hear the sound. They're not thinking about music quality. 
But these are sort of things you need to play around with. Maybe at this stage, you're thinking about backdrops. Um, at stage two or stage one, you can have a backdrop. You know, certainly at stage one, you should think about your location. And if you're shooting in your home, you should think about anything private being out of the way um, that you don't want the world to see. And that goes all the way through any of the stages when you are viewing. Um, but certainly at stage three, for me, that was a time I invested in backdrops and I thought about what I wanted behind me and how it looked and how it works with my tone and how it works with what I'm doing, how easy it is to set up and not. Um, I bought some lighting actually, which I still use now and I wished I had set it up myself because I asked one of my family members to set it up and they got it set up. And I thought, oh great, these lights are working. And then about four weeks later, I decided to have a go myself and struggled and thinking, oh, I wish I'd done this sooner. So that's a little tip. As soon as the equipment comes, check it out straight away within seven days or something, three days. And if you don't like it, it doesn't work for you and you can't handle it, send it back, get a refund and find something that works for you. Now at stage three, once you're starting to get all these equipment in place, you think about an extra pair of hands. Um, for me, I'm ambidextrous, I can do all sorts, so I don't mind setting things up for myself. But there are times when you've got other things to do. So setting up your room will take some time. So um, yeah, you might need to get an extra pair of hands, a family member, a good friend, a band member, you know, who can help you set up. And um, even in stage one, you know, if you're not, if you're technically challenged, but you're a great artist, maybe someone else can set up that live stream for you on your phone and get it working. And all you've got to do is just perform. So um, there are still two other stages. Um, there's stage four. Now stage four is where you can still use your phone and your webcam and whatever else you have, but you might want to have uh, more than one person in your live stream. Now in Facebook, you can have a second person in your live stream and the same in Instagram. And so just this week, actually, I did a, a live stream concert. Um, Courtney Fadlin put this on and it's called Sax Interpretations. You can go watch that on YouTube or Facebook or just go over to my website and there'll be links there to that. And so we had a performer from Jamaica. Well, actually, we had two performers from Jamaica. We had someone from Trinidad, um, someone from the US. In fact, you had other people from the US getting involved. You know, we had the um, presenters as well. Um, and, and then myself in the UK. Facebook and YouTube and Instagram can't handle that. So they used a really cool platform called StreamYard. Oh, it was fantastic. You know, when we're setting up the technical uh, director, which was Mark, he actually explained how it all worked. And I thought, fantastic. You know, the way you can bring people in and multiple people in, people out, put information at the bottom. And so, oh, great. Love it, love it, love it. Now, there are platforms like they're like StreamYard and others. Some are free. Generally, the free ones tend to have their logos and banners slapped over it. And if you don't mind, that's fine. But if you want the banners off and you want a bit more functionality, then you have to pay for that. Now, you don't have to go all that far. Um, even if on lockdown, if you're trying to work with your band members and play because of the differences with the Internet um, signals, it's very difficult to find a platform where you all can be playing at the same time. So it's generally better to have everyone in the same room or space. And obviously you've got to think about social distancing right now. And of course, you need someone who can manage that. You do not want to be pushing the buttons and performing and speaking to your uh, bandmates or your interviewees on this. 
And finally, stage five. I've not done stage five yet, but at some point I will. But stage five is where you just outsource everything. You just rock up. They've sorted out the background. They've sorted out the internet. They've sorted out the cameras, the lighting, the da-da-da-da-da. It's like TV broadcast quality type thing. So you just do you and you just get on doing what you do best, which is making great music. And they get on with all the technical side. That's yeah, a win-win for me. Of course, you've got to pay for it. So you need to sort of save up your little monies for that. So really, there you have it. Most of us will get on with live streaming at uh, stage one and two. Um, and, and that will be enough, even up to about stage three. That will be enough. Um, you don't necessarily have to go through those stages. It's just the way I progressed in my live streaming. But you can just pick and match and just do what works for you where you are. A couple little tips I would say is practice live streaming. You know, you can probably just do a video recording of yourself, not necessarily go online, but just video record yourself in selfie mode and test everything out and just see how comfortable you are. You know, pretend that you've got an audience there. And if that's good to go, then you are good to go. Um, in terms of payments, if you're looking at getting paid, I've mentioned before, but I'll just reiterate today. If you're live streaming and you're monetizing it, make sure you have a payment merchant. I use PayPal, some people use Cash App, but you want a way that individuals can actually pay you and you want to advertise that in your live stream. Please do not mention your bank details. There's too many strange people out there um, doing things with bank details. However, um, you want to just have a payment platform with all the security sorted. You don't have to worry about that. And of course, you just advertise those payment details in your live stream. And you might want to have that linked to the phone you're on or a different device. So if payments do come through, you can actually say, hey, thank you so-and-so for making that payment. Or what I tend to do is I deal with that afterwards and I just send an email to say thank them for donating to my music. Okay, that's it. I hope that helps you with the type of equipment you need to live stream. Okay, speak to you soon. Bye for now. If you've enjoyed listening to today's episode, you might be interested to know that Millicent has written a groundbreaking booklet called Revealed 25 Secrets of the Successful Gigging Musician, Singer, Rapper, and Spoken Word Artist. You can get your free copy today by clicking on the link below or by visiting her website, millicentstevenson.com. Millicent is an award-winning saxophonist, founder and creative director of Kefemni. She is currently serving on the Midlands Regional Committee of the Musicians' Union and also the Equalities Subcommittee. She is an endorser of Harry Hartman's Fiber Reads.